Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everybody. We are joining you again uh, for some more beer and talking this evening. I feel like it's always in the evening. Um, well, you know, <laughs> the kids have to go to sleep for us to have peaceful beer time. True, true. <laughs> Our children are in bed. It's hopefully going to be a relaxing night. Let's, uh, let's have a couple beers and let's talk about another brewery. Yeah, I mean, the odds are better if you have a couple of beers. So I think that's in our favor a good plan right good plan yeah so, yeah cool we're gonna talk about or we're gonna drink and talk about the mitten brewing company today which i have never actually had uh so i'm kind of excited to give this a try yeah i don't think that i had had anything of theirs until um we went to the brewery on our family vacation that we just got back from recently and we decided to go there for lunch and we picked cool. up a couple of their beers in addition to having lunch while we were there and trying a few. One of these I tried and mm-hmm. one of them we uh, were going to try first here is um, their Amber Ale called West Coast Swing. It's a American Beer Festival gold medal winner. So my husband and I agreed it was a good purchase, For even sure. though we did not try it. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's a great american beer fest i mean you know it's gotta be right. good right yeah I feel like. yeah yeah totally cool. yeah no i've definitely never been there they're from grand rapids so kara and family went on a uh fun looking um <laughs> end of summer vacation and picked up some beers and we are going to sample this one to start so i'm excited yeah west coast yep. swing so yeah, let's get this like, baby open their theme is like vintage baseball theme so yes i was gonna say if i didn't know that when i went mm-hmm. into the brewery i definitely knew it once i got there yes yeah so that's definitely their their it's everywhere thing. yeah uh yeah i don't I don't think I've ever seen their beer anywhere, so I'm not really sure about the distribution, but they're ever in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Uh, they actually have three locations now in Michigan. Yeah, they do. Um, I was going to say, when you said you don't think they that you've seen their beer, we mm. visited a handful of breweries on our trip, and I think only one of them has distributed to like where we live. And we'll get okay. there eventually, because we did yeah, buy yeah. some of their beer. Yep. Um, but even they no longer do. Like they used to distribute here and they don't anymore. Um, So Mm. I think everything we're going to sample here is stuff. You guys are just going to have to go on my road trip. Cool. To try. I like it. I like it. So uh, (laughs) yeah, we're, we're doing more, more vacation beers, more road trip beers. So let's uh, give West coast swing a try. Well, I just took a sip. I really like it. I really like it. 
it's just like the right balance of like sweet and malty it's super malty to me yeah. like it, that's very it, not in a bad way but like you know sometimes you get an amber ale that's very light on the malt and heavy on the sweet this is a really good balance of yeah like, flavors to me but the color is like I mean it's like it's a beautiful amber. isn't it? it it really is like it's very it's a pretty it's beer like, it's like the it's like the mosquito amber from like Jurassic Park like it's very yes. like that's a good that's a good description amber. everyone knows exactly what you mean now <laughs> right so, yeah. so you know exactly what it looks like but yeah it's got a great maltiness to it I really like the flavor of yeah this. this is good now I see gold metal I can see that totally yeah no this is this is really really tasty so awesome yeah so mitten brewing i mean if you if you figure you know mitten i'm sure you know immediately it's from michigan um <laughs> oh i actually have a funny thing to say about that okay that is something that i did not realize until i was a full-grown adult oh, like really? like a couple years ago <laughs> like very recently wow. i was on a trip with some friends um mm-hmm. and somebody was like oh up in the mitten and I was mm-hmm. just like, what are you talking about? And they were just like, Michigan, because it's shaped like a mitten. And I yeah. was like, what? How is that? What do you mean? And I like so literally funny. held my hand up. Hand up and looked at And I was like, like, oh. <laughs> I guess I took for granted that people just knew that from yeah. the Midwest. There's nothing else. That, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so did everyone in my group. And they were just like astounded that I had reached the ripe old age of like, I mean, I had to be like 35 years old before I figured that out. At least, at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that's surprising. But all right. Well, we are educating people. If you don't know, look at a map and look at Michigan. It looks it's like a mitten. A mitten. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a mitten. Hence the Mitten Brewing Company. So mm-hmm. that all makes sense now. <laughs> yes. So the, <laughs> the mitten, revelation. Yes. The mitten opened in 2012. Um, it was opened by two lifelong friends that had. Uh, that were residents of Grand Rapids um, and they started home brewing and then decided to evolve that into a you know their career their business so we already said it's a vintage baseball themed kind of right. microbrewery but they also have food uh, supposedly their pizza is really good I don't know what you had yes okay. that's what we had which is kind of another fun fact I don't really order pizza outside, outside of, of like the <laughs> Chicagoland area because Same. I'm a snob and half the time it's horrible so no offense but yeah i mean all of my experiences have led to me believing that there's no such thing as good pizza anywhere else yeah i know what i said whatever yeah no i'm okay you guys like really bad pizza and other yeah every time i'm like ooh, pizza yeah and i'm in like florida florida i'm like no the worst so bad it's so gross no i don't know how it's possible but Florida has horrible pizza. Anyways, yeah, neither here nor there. But supposedly the brewery is supposed to have good pizza. Their pizza is awesome. We did get pizza. Nice. We got two. We got like a pepperoni for my kids and we got another one. And like they were so good. I will say that we were at the zoo all day before we went. And so mm, we were like we were starving <laughs> when we got in there. So that was probably a big part of it that we were very, very hungry. But sure, it was sure. really good. We ate leftovers. Yeah another night on the trip and they were still good 
Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I've I've read that it it is quite tasty. So, but which is surprising outside of what I'm used to. But yes, when I go to other states, I generally don't order pizza. But yeah, yeah. So no. they've got <laughs> they've got food, they've got beer. Um, their first location is actually housed in um an old firehouse. So engine house number number nine. Um, okay, that's on the west side of Grand Rapids. They restored it um back in 2012 it also may be haunted i don't know if you heard about that when you were there um so both employees and patrons have seen shadowy figures heard strange noises seen objects mysteriously lifted in the air um at one point or at a couple points there were actually children's footprints that appeared on the ground like in the middle of the night that didn't seem to come or go anywhere they were just like a child dancing in the middle of the floor supposedly and actually there's a picture of it i think on their website maybe but um one of the footprints they actually pulled the board up and preserved it under a layer of epoxy and it's up upstairs on the bar top that visitors can see the actual children's footprint that magically appeared in the middle of the night but yeah supposedly it's haunted so that's kind of awesome and scary (laughs) at the same time Yes. So that that's that's a fun fact from there. But um, so in 2016, they actually opened a second location and that wasn't really planned. It sounds like it was more kind of just fell in their laps because they actually took over Northport Brewery, which was closing. And Northport had actually been contract brewing with the mitten for a bit. And they were just planning on closing when they ran out of their last keg of beer. And right. <laughs> the mitten took over and that wound up being their second location in 2016 and then they actually opened a third location in 2018 in Saugatuck um in another old building it was a pre-civil war era home turned um kind of brew pub tap room restaurant and actually they do have a very small brew house operation there as well um so yeah so huge expansion realistically over the last 10 years um yeah and three locations in michigan seem to be doing well um you know they're another one that right off the bat pretty much started with with food a lot of places just opened their brewery and then expand to a tap room but um you know food seems to be going well for them so um, i mean that was my experience (laughs) yeah Uh, another cool thing about them is that the mitten is huge into kind of giving back to the community so they actually started the mitten foundation which is kind of the charitable giving arm of the mitten brewery um and they uh, are really into just giving back to local organizations. So they raised more than $300,000 for different local organizations. And they kind of put up on the Mitten Foundation's website every year, like who um, they've donated to and how much and, and whatnot. So it's about $45,000 raised last year, wow. um, you know, for a variety of different kind of organizations so boys and girls clubs um resurfacing at a local park um there's an autism uh organization that they supported they also encourage their employees to do volunteer work um and just a variety of different things so it's pretty cool that they you know that's a whole nother kind of arm of the company is just the mitten foundation that the charity charitable 
uh, giving. So pretty cool. So that's something else. Yeah, that that's very awesome. Much into so. Yeah, I actually saw a big check on the wall when we were there. That was oh. dated like the day before. Although I oh, forgive okay. me, I don't recall who it was for. What yeah, organization not, they were fundraising gotcha. for this particular month? Cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're currently um, for. You you can go to the Men Foundation website, and they have a variety of different things, and you can donate, or you can see kind of what you know different things that they're doing in events. Um, so yeah, so pretty cool. I think that's always yeah. you know a, a good a great thing to give back to the community, and they seem like they're very involved in the local Grand Rapids area. Um, so that's awesome. So yeah, that yeah. is awesome. What a great uh backstory for this brewery. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep drinking my amber ale over here for a bit. Me too. And let's talk about something else. Compromise. We're gonna talk about compromise. Oh. A subject that I can't believe we haven't discussed. I feel that way about everything mm-hmm. we talk about at this point, though. I, every time we have a topic, I'm like. How have we not talked about this yet? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's true. And this is something that we have to deal with, like, literally all the Yes. Time. I so. had a lot of this. I had a lot of this <laughs> on our vacation. I had a lot of it. We uh, adopted two kittens lately. And we had a, a lot picture. of... <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're starting to post some pictures of these little guys. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of compromise situations in the mm. last, you know, week or two. Mm-hmm. that have really challenged us as a family and myself you know personally yeah i feel so, like whenever there is uh any sort of trip that is something yeah. that definitely we also were uh you were out of town for much longer than us but we were out of town for the weekends which we'll be drinking some michigan beers at, or michigan wisconsin beers at some point as well because we were in awesome. wisconsin but yeah. we were with people that wasn't just our immediate family so there were three families uh, on this trip and i feel like the more people you add the more compromise is that's totally yeah absolutely so, the case yeah so uh so yeah I, yeah so i kind of tried to break this into two little categories and i'm sure i could break it into a million categories because you compromise with everyone that you encounter it's not just Mm -hmm. your parents or your children or your husband or your friends it's everybody everybody. it's co-workers it's strangers you know you Mm -hmm. compromise with everyone Mm -hmm. um but I tried to break it into two categories just to keep it on brand with our parenting uh Mm -hmm. and i'm i thought a little bit about compromising with my kids okay and then also compromising with my husband in mm-hmm. those situations and so i'll start with the easier one compromising <laughs> with my kids is that easier i don't know i think it depends on the husband if it's easier <laughs> it depends on the situation too yeah. i will i will add my two cents in here as well oh, I please like the, do the 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 different uh, categories work because yeah those are people i interact with the most so like they have the most compromise necessary yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you know so i have these two kids right and i have the eight-year-old boy and i have an 11 year old boy and my eight-year-old in general Mm -hmm. is more flexible Mm -hmm. he gets stubborn in certain situations he gets unwilling to compromise in certain situations but only really those situations otherwise he's pretty reasonable and flexible about almost anything um when if we make last minute plans 
or mm-hmm. something changes or like let's say we're in our house and we realize we need to go get something we didn't oh, know we were gonna have to do that today yeah he does not he will not budge he does not want to do that you mm-hmm. do not you do you not spring change. things on him gotcha. he's not okay. he will not tolerate that he's the this is what we're doing and we're sticking yes to the plan there has to be a schedule and okay. he has to be made aware of it as early as possible all right so Yes, in that regard, he's very unwilling to compromise. However, on the other hand, mm-hmm. when we were trying to pick out what kittens we wanted to adopt mm. and we saw a gajillion of them, <laughs> he was way more flexible with that. Like oh, my other son would be like, I really like this kitten. And mm-hmm. my eight-year-old would just be like, whatever, that sounds good. I just want one that's cute. <laughs> and we're like, well, they're all cute. They're all I mean, cute. like pretty so, much. Really, you're good with any of them. Yeah. Them, you know? so yeah he has things that he's very rigid about but he's in general pretty flexible and not super difficult to know though too like if there are things that you know like this particular topic right someone is going to be you know not flexible on at least then you can work around that like at least it's more predictable for one people are going to have a problem per se yes i think that that is something that now that he's eight and we've Mm -hmm. learned all of his little nuances if you will or eccentricities Mm -hmm. he uh is a lot easier to work with and when those situations come up where we know he has to compromise we try to approach them you Mm know yeah in a more diplomatic way so that we don't run into a situation where we're gonna battle Mm -hmm. basically yeah yep. my 11-year-old on the other hand is like almost completely unwilling to compromise in most situations <laughs> he's a rock oh. a heavy rock that you cannot move and so for example over the summer we've been watch- we were watching mm-hmm. this uh marvel show miss marvel the no, last one that came that. out okay. yep. on Disney Plus. Yep. And we were we had watched an episode or two. Mm-hmm. And then before watching the next one, before the next one came out, he had gotten a video game from the library that he had been meaning to rent or whatever. Sure. And he wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to play it with my husband. And my husband was like, well, that's fine. We can play it tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. But your mm-hmm. mom's home right now. Let's watch the new the episode yeah. of Miss Marvel. It's 35 minutes long. There's one new episode a week. So this is it. This, you know, we're yeah. going to watch out one episode and then Never we're done. Home. Yeah. No, I want to play this game. I want to play it right now. And my husband is just like, well, that's not, that's not reasonable. I mean, like we can play it all day tomorrow, whatever you want to do. We have no plans. And my son was just like, nope, I want to <laughs> play this game. I'm not watching that show. I don't want to. And so we have to go so far as to be like, fine, we're going to watch it without you. And we'll go downstairs and turn it on and watch like five minutes. And then he comes down and he's like, fine, I'll watch. (laughs) Uh, And that's how difficult it tends to be with him mm -hmm. to compromise on things. And he was Uh, also like that with the kitten decision making. We went to this adoption event and it was at the pet store and there were a bunch of kittens there. And he targeted, he found the one he liked and he stuck to that no matter what. And I'll tell you right now, that kitten lives in my house right now. Because (laughs) that was the one he was, he was was not going to budge. We visited another person that had two kittens and we were trying, we knew we wanted to get two. 
Mm-hmm. And okay. the easiest thing to do is to get two from the same litter, or two kittens at the same sure, foster, sure, sure. or yeah, that were together that are, before. Yeah, yeah, they're already together. Yeah, and the kitten that my son had found at the adoption event was the last of his litter, so he oh. was the only one left, and the foster didn't have other kittens. Oh. So we were in a position where we would have had to find a match for him, and oh. we were like, "Well, that's kind of a pain. We don't want All to right. be looking any longer. Let's just get these two kittens this other lady has." And he was just like, "No, huh. I want this kitten. I want that one. That's who we're going to get. We're going to get that kitten, and you guys are going to find somebody else for the second kitten." And I had to like scour the earth for another foster that had a a couple of kittens that was willing to part with one. Right. uh, And match this kitten up. And it turned out fine. And we found another great kitten. But there was an example of my son just being like completely unwilling to compromise. And even the second kitten, which Mm. we kind of let the eight year old take the lead on. My 11-year-old was just sort of like, well, why didn't you like this one the most? The other lady we visited had three kittens available. So we were there to kind of pick out which one of the three. Yeah. And ironically, it was me and my two sons. We each picked a different favorite. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) To make things difficult. (laughs) One of us picked the one that was the most playful, my Uh eight-year-old. One of us picked the one that was the friendliest that was me yeah <laughs> and then my other son i don't even know how my 11 year old i don't even know how he came to the conclusion he that he wanted the, the third one, one. Yeah. i think he just did it on purpose because, because the other two of us yeah. have already <laughs> shared our preference the kitten he picked kept scratching the couch and i was like oh we're not gosh. getting that kitten. definitely not getting that one i man. don't want a kitten that scratches the couch <laughs> no. we can't have that one no definitely no <laughs> they can't already be doing that i can't already yeah. have to break a right. bad habit yeah no i don't that's that's a no so oh my gosh of course of course yeah you know i don't know i will say that i am lucky with my children generally i think that my oldest is the most inflexible but that's because of i think it's more because he's autistic and he has he doesn't have to but he does much better with routine so if we stray from his his routine he gets a little anxiety i think because he doesn't know what's coming next so we do try and communicate things to him like this is what we're doing but like Mm -hmm. he generally is pretty flexible but sometimes it requires bribery so like today for example my husband is gone for a week i Uh have to work and we're like out of a bunch of things which i just figured out today after Uh dinner and i was like well i guess we have to all go to the grocery store because even if i do a pickup it's not going to be in time because it's seven o'clock right so yeah it's too late for that right too late so we have to all pile in the car and go to the store so i was like all right everybody i know everybody just wants to, and plus it's like after dinner everybody a long yeah, day everyone just, just wants put your pajamas to, like, on right everybody literally yeah. just wants to sit around and do nothing and i was like okay we all have to go to the store and my one my one the twin boy was like do we have to get a lot and i was like mm. no but we still have to get things like this is gonna take a bit and so right. I, br- I bribed them with slurpees on the way home that's i was good. like all right yeah. so that's often what happens is bribery of some sort and then they right. are pretty agreeable to most things now i think that my daughter is actually 
too flexible, which is not normally something you say about children, but right. she is very just wanting to please everyone. So even if it's ah. something she doesn't want to do, she will do it if somebody else asks her. So like, I'm in the opposite boat with her, like all weekend with a bunch of other families we were with, I was like, you don't have to do something you don't want to. Like right. you can do something else. Like you don't have to compromise. You can be like, I don't want to do that and go right. play at the park or go whatever, you know? So it's like the opposite problem with her. My boy twin has been more... He's been more requesting of specific things lately. Like normally they're pretty flexible, but now like even tonight, he was like, I want to play Fortnite. And I was like, all right, well, we have to do these other things first. And he was like, so I can't play now. And I was like, no, you can't play now. Like, yeah, we get that. That's my eight-year-old. So he's like that. mm -hmm. So that's a lot of that, that I've started getting with the kids is like I want to do this thing whatever it is whether I play a video game or do whatever and I want to do it now and I'm like well yeah unfortunate for you but yeah I these things first I have grown very weary of the getting getting yelled at for saying yes but Mm. saying yes but in a few minutes sure (laughs) yes but not right now yeah we're gonna do that first Yeah. yeah Like yeah. my husband and I wanting to watch a 35 minute television show before my son plays video games right. and him yeah. being like, those are unreasonable terms. Yeah, no, that's really? not unreasonable. Totally not unreasonable. Come on, man. Yeah. You want to do both things. We're just doing them in a different order different than you order. originally planned. Yeah. And the one has like a specific time limit. So like you're going to finish yeah. that one first. So just exactly. Just compromise, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, just uh, yeah, it's we're definitely working on on that. I feel like the problem with five people in one house is that there's very few things that we all agree on. Yes. Even if it's just like yeah. a TV show or what movie do you want or what restaurant do you want to go to for dinner? Like that's one of the hardest things, honestly, yeah. is like, all right, we're so busy. We've got all these things. It's already six o'clock. We're just going to go out to dinner where right. we want to go. And yeah. that's one of everybody the fights things. over it. it's like and i know there's always you know the stereotypical like husband and wife can't agree on dinner but like throw three kids into the mix and it's a yeah. disaster yeah so... my kids are very opinionated about dinner they yeah. will about restaurants about meal choices mm-hmm. about all of that stuff when we were on vacation my husband and i and especially in grand rapids not really anywhere else but like uh-huh. we wanted to go to some breweries yeah and so we picked breweries that had menus for food yes so that we could make a meal out of it so i'm not dragging my kids to a brewery that doesn't have anything for them right because i don't like to do that i don't generally do that because you're gonna have to feed them at some point yeah (laughs) because then i'm showing up somewhere and i either had to bring food with me which is like why you know that's so much you're literally going to like mcdonald's or something then which isn't good either so like Yeah. yeah Mm-hmm. Or I have a time limit and we have to get out of there. It's yep. either after dinner and it's getting late or it's before dinner in the middle of the day and, and it's hungry. cutting yeah. into something else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, when we're with our kids, we definitely, we definitely will go to breweries because oftentimes sure. they have pretty good brew pubs if there's yeah. you know, food, but yeah, we, we definitely look for things that have a menu. Like when we were in Colorado for spring break, we actually ate at a couple of breweries, but they had a full menu. So it worked out and there was something that everybody would eat. I was like, okay, here's the menu. Let's figure this out. And 
find something. We contemplated, which I did not do, but I we had talked about doing it earlier in the, the summer, putting a bunch of restaurant names just in like a container a hat, and just being sorta. like, all right, pick one. This is where we're eating. And right. um, I still may do that at some point. We were going to do that actually even for vacation choices mm-hmm. for like the following year. Like, all right, everybody gets to put it at the location that they really want. And we will eventually get to all of them, but the next one just gets pulled out of a hat. Right. Um, but we have not implemented any of that because that takes time and forethought. And I haven't, don't have those I know. right now. Sounds so. brilliant, but it's work. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, that's definitely one of the harder things. But it, like, what movies to watch? Yeah. Like, if we're having like a family movie, like my kids are super into like everybody sits on the couch, we make a thing of popcorn, and we watch a movie. Right. But it's like impossible to get them to agree on a movie or to get them to agree on a movie that we haven't seen 1200 times. So, yeah, I know. My kids will 100% pretty much rewatch anything. Right. But over and over getting again. them to watch a new movie is really challenging. Agreed. And like my husband and I always make the same argument. Have you have we shown you a movie that you didn't like? Like, right, like, don't right. get me wrong. If I also haven't seen it, there have been movies that we have watched sure. where I'm like, eh, this movie's but just you okay. Haven't seen it yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. But when I've seen a movie and I'm like, hey, you guys are gonna love this. It's really funny. Yeah. And then we watch it, and you loved it, but you fought me for the first ten minutes of the movie because you didn't want to watch a new movie. Right. Well, it's just hey, movie you've I mean, seen twelve you know, times. Yeah. How many times do we have to do this experiment? And it agreed. goes well, <laughs> you know? Yep. No, agreed. So, yeah. So those are the things that often with the children, at least, wind up yeah. being. They've actually also like, so now that we're at the end of the summer, they like no longer want to go to camp anymore because yeah. they're like Getting done. Getting out. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, do we have to like tomorrow? They're going to camp because my right. husband's out of town and I have to work. But right. they're like, oh, how many more days do we have to go? And I was like, look, guys, this like there literally is no there's no compromising on this one. Right. Like This is just something. And with the children, there are often things that like they don't get a compromise right. compromise on because there's just no choice. Right. So that's the other thing that I think they need to just understand is like sometimes you have no say. And right. this is just what it's going to be. So, and it is what it is. Right. But with my husband, there's more compromise, I feel like, because we both get a say. <laughs> yes. You have to be thing. a little bit more of like a committee instead of a dictatorship or yes. whatever it might be. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was about to kind of branch into the <laughs> the husband side of compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has a little bit of the traits that both of my kids have. Mm. Um, I actually think that, and of course everybody will say this about themselves for the most part, I think I'm pretty flexible, but I think it depends on the situation in that when it comes to like making plans, Mm. I'm not super flexible. Mm, So like planning this trip, I wanted my husband to take the reins, but I also wanted to kind of like give approval for things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, oh, I, totally, I know that's how yeah. I am. So I'm, I'm just, that's who I am. That's how I am about things. Um, and that doesn't mean that I won't like, oh no, I'm not doing that or, you know, yuck or whatever. Sure, sure. But, but yeah. like, for example, I'm not really super outdoorsy. I don't like, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time outdoors on this trip a lot. Yeah. Going around and looking at an old fort 
or walking across a cool bridge or like we went star grazing stargazing sorry <laughs> and that all that all I really enjoyed mm-hmm. walking in the middle of a forest in the dead of summer where there are <laughs> a million spiders crawling on me that is not what I want to do that's what I mean by not being outdoorsy I don't want to do that that's fair and, <laughs> and so if we're planning a trip I don't mind if there's like one day where we're going to go hiking and we're, we might encounter, you know, a handful of spiders here and there. I can handle that. I don't want the whole trip to be that. Sure. Though. Yeah. So that's what I mean by being unwilling to compromise at times with planning is that I, I just want to make sure I'm not going to get stuck spending five days in a row doing kind of the same activity that's not really my jam. Mm-hmm. you know and I think yeah. the beauty of our last trip was that we really varied it like we did go to breweries but we went to places that had really good food and the kids actually really enjoyed the food mm-hmm. at most of the breweries and you know we did the zoo and the kids got you know they loved that like they're still the well, right age yeah. for the zoo yeah and too. Yeah. yeah and like we broke up the drive as much as we could so that nobody was sitting in the car too long. too long. Yeah. We didn't drive every single day. Everywhere we stayed, we stayed a couple of days and we like mm-hmm. balanced our trip as much as we could so that there wasn't somebody who was always compromising. Yeah. No, and somebody good. who was always getting what they want. Right. Yeah. My husband is like both of my kids in the sense that if he feels if it is a category of thing that he feels very strongly about getting him to change his mind is almost impossible Mm, like uh we occasionally we always say high value purchases require approval of both people you know and that number does vary but it used to be two hundred dollars okay now i think i could probably spend more than that or less or whatever and still have the conversation uh, depending on the situation yeah and what it is like if you've been yeah. talking about buying something you know it's a little bit different than yeah. If, yeah if the vacuum cleaner breaks I don't need to get my husband's approval to buy a new vacuum cleaner right and yeah. it could be more than 200 dollars, and yeah. that's fine <laughs> but you know and other than when our kids were little mm-hmm. I was going to buy a new stroller a new double stroller okay. and the one that I was kind of looking at was very expensive and I think it was like 300 bucks yeah. and which isn't outlandish for a double stroller no, because so if you haven't had kids yet you guys spoiler alert <laughs> double stroller ridiculous save up <laughs> Agreed. but um yeah I wanted to buy this double stroller and my husband was sort of like we had one it was just kind of like getting really junky yeah and he was sort of like listen the kids are getting older mm-hmm. my older son was already like five six somewhere in there and he's like he's almost ready to not really use not a stroller yeah i think that it's a lot to spend on something that maybe isn't really a long-term useful item and in the end i was like you know what you're probably right we had two really nice like single strollers and yeah. we agreed that really what we were doing is we were trying to find something to bring on vacation and we were both going to be there so we just brought the two singles brought both. gotcha yeah okay. Do I regret that? Kind of, because I had to push the stroller the whole time I was on vacation. Yeah. And you like the least ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. It had ups and downs, but it is what it is. Um, I get it. But yeah. Then on the other hand, you know, 
there are times where he'll give his opinion and I'll still feel differently. And it's pretty rare that I'm able to change his mind. I have done it. The whole kitten thing. He was ready to get a pet, Mm -hmm. but was a little concerned about the timing. Initially, he was sort of thinking we would wait a little bit longer. And I was kind of pushing for us to do it before the kids went back to school. And after a conversation, he was like, no, that makes sense because the kids are home and we were around a bit more. We -hmm. should do it. You're right. And that was a, you know, he compromised very willingly. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, also he reins me in. I always say that if it wasn't for my husband, I would do like, I would make crazy decisions. (laughs) Yeah, I would overdo it. I wanted to go. I wanted to change the entire nature of our vacation and go like the opposite direction and go see this soccer game and then take a ferry across the lake and everything. It was going to be potentially fun, but very, very expensive Uh, and a lot more travel. mm, And everybody was sort of like, that sounds terrible. (laughs) The bad idea. Yeah. And so there was no getting anyone to do that. And in the end, I felt (laughs) like, yeah, you're probably right. And we did not do that. That's fair. I think, I think as a, like my, me and my husband generally like are a good pair in terms of balancing each other out, depending on what the decisions are. Now I will say that I make 90% of all of the vacation slash activity decisions in our house. Okay. Yeah. And he generally just says yes. And sometimes he'll be like, this is a bad idea, or we don't have the time, or sure. some other suggestion, or no, I don't want to do that. Um, very rarely is there the no, I don't want to do that. Like, usually he's pretty flexible with, like, if I'm like, I really want to do this, the kids will like it, here's, you know, whatever. Um, he's he, he compromises far more than I do. So, right. um, and he is definitely the more flexible of the two of us (laughs) for sure like i 100 admit that i am i am the inflexible one in this relationship because usually i'm like well i spent all this time doing looking at these things planning these things and i'm like this is what i want to do and then somebody shoots you down and you're just like nah it's not how this goes (laughs) so i mean i i will listen to reason and i you know we have made changes to things and sure whatnot but i i am probably the less the less likely one to compromise sure sure so but yeah i mean if there's things that he really wants or there's things where he really has an opinion on you know, then I think that we're both pretty bad about being like, well, I think this and I think I'm right. Right. So and and well, both of us struggle in that area. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, the sign of a marriage that's supposed to last <laughs> yes, sure, is sure. one of at least gradually right? going that direction. Yes. Yeah. Where you're more willing to compromise or more willing to hear somebody's side of things before yeah. immediately deciding to write really. them off forever. <laughs> yeah. No, do we definitely communication and compromise are, are, are definitely key. And we've, you know, had many, many moons to try and get at that. Sometimes we're better at it than others. And yeah. I can't really bribe him like I can the children. So it's a different yeah. 
it's a very different kind of uh situation than it is with the kids i can't bribe him nearly as easily yeah (laughs) can't be like i'll take you out to dinner i mean i can try but yeah generally speaking that doesn't really win uh the argument very well versus with the children i can say okay if you will behave and come and adjust and be flexible i will do this for you or i just say you have no choice you're just doing this i don't really have that option with a husband so (laughs) i need to make an argument for my a good argument sometimes for why my way is the right way Uh, yeah a good sales pitch if you will right or we just agree to disagree and he just keeps his mouth shut and does it anyways because i want to so that is lovely (laughs) that's love right there ladies and gentlemen that that is love that's that's how this relationship works so all right well let's uh let's drink our other beer while we're at it let's drink fog out i drank this in the brewery so i have had this it was it was a solid representative of a New England IPA. I hope you feel the same way. Nice. Um, I know we're both very snobby about New England IPAs, so I hopefully know. you won't be disappointed. I don't think that you will. It smells really good. The aroma is oh, it's like fruity yes. and it's, it's just yes, it has all of that. Yeah, no. I, from that, oh my God, my head on this is huge. Isn't it great? I mean, it's got a nice fluffy head. I was about to say the same word. I did. Um, It's, you know, I can't see my hand on the other side of the glass. It's very hazy. We're talking about a very hazy IPA. Hazy, fluffy. Oh, smells so good. It's got the perfect New England IPA aroma to it. All right. Ah. And it mm. tastes like a New England IPA. It's so smooth. Like, what I like about this that's a little different than some of the ones that we drink around mm-hmm. here. So like I really like Gummy Apocalypse, which is uh-huh. a New yeah. England IPA from Noon Whistle. And I I use Gummy Apocalypse a lot as a benchmark for New England IPAs for that's me. Fair. That's a it's a solid one. So that yes. makes sense. Yeah. What I like about this any IPA is that. Mm-hmm while it doesn't taste exactly like gummy apocalypse and mm-hmm. that's not what i expect mm-hmm. it's a little smoother it has just a little less kick in it's it creamy almost yeah so, like it's got that smooth creamy feel to it you know i i think that it's not super like super bitter or like super hoppy like it obviously is if you don't like hops you're not gonna like any yeah but it doesn't have that like kick you in the like teeth incredible like some of them are very sharp tasting yes sharp is for lack of a better word and absolutely that's probably the best word it doesn't it's not quite so alarming or shocking of a flavor Mm -hmm. whereas sometimes others have a moment of that even if it's like the initial taste or even Mm -hmm. a little bit on the tail end there's always just like a little bit of a kick at some point mm-hmm. and this beer i feel like smooths it out pretty well mm-hmm. that doesn't make it better than all of the rest i mean i no. still probably like gummy apocalypse more uh yeah, i mean every every this every is very version good. has a has their own spin on it you know and uh i think that this is very a very creamy 
very balanced version. So you're not yes. getting a super sharp taste at the front or even on the end, like on the tail. Right. It's kind of very balanced throughout. Um, you're not getting a super long aftertaste to it that sticks with you. You could drink quite a bit of like you could drink this and you know, sometimes if you have that aftertaste to it, you don't want to take another sip because it's lingering. This right. one I feel like is very balanced and doesn't have a super lingering flavor. Right. Um, it's just good overall. It's a very good representation of a New England IPA, though. Like this is a solid beer for sure. Yes. Yep. That's how I feel about it. I like it. I'm going to keep drinking that. Good. Good. Right. Me too. So I don't have to compromise on anything. I don't have to compromise on anything all week. I'm by myself. So you uh, are solo. <laughs> so you get to soak that in the pluses and the minuses. Both, both. Yes. I have to deal with all the children, but yeah. I can drink and eat whatever I decide on for this week. And that's uh, cool. I'm going to finish this uh, fog out. I don't even know if we mentioned what it was called. So it's called I may fog have said out. It, yeah, I may have said it when I picked it up, but I may not have even really been facing my mic very well. So <laughs> thank you yeah. for repeating the name. So fog out, New England IPA. It says flavors added natural flavors. So <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which makes me kind of kind of As opposed but... to unnatural, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Natural flavoring. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. The Mitten Brewing yeah. Co. So if you are anywhere then the three variety of locations in Michigan, either Grand Rapids, I don't actually know where Northport is, or Sagatuck, uh, then you can check them out. So yes, I would recommend I... that support that idea as well and yeah. if you're a bit of an old school baseball fan might yeah. be worth going anyway even if you're not a huge beer drinker because yeah, for sure it's there was cool stuff on the wall stuff that i did not appreciate enough for sure uh, or if you want to ask about the haunting of yes engine right. house number nine that. go upstairs supposedly upstairs at the bar is where you can see the f- child's footprint from yeah i went haunting that. i went upstairs but i did not go to the bar i went to use see. the washroom if uh, i had known that the place had been haunted was, right? i would have been super creeped out, out oh, upstairs it was really? like completely empty nobody was up there oh, i would have been creeped out for sure yeah there was a interview with <laughs> i don't remember who it was maybe it was a taproom manager or something that said they were having an, a, a meeting upstairs and the person that they were having a meeting with was like is there someone else supposed to be up here and they were like no so they like got up and looked around and she was like i swear someone just walked by like i saw oh a shadow and they're like nobody here there wouldn't even time for someone to like get up and like run out of the room like that right. did not. so yeah so there's definitely That's a crazy. possibility that it's haunted so if you like beer baseball or ghosts you got all of the reasons <laughs> to, or pizza or pizza plenty, yeah. plenty of reasons to check out the mitten so i think that covers just about everybody on right? the planet. somebody likes yep. one of those things yeah so. yeah cool all right i like it well thank you everybody yeah thanks for joining us see you next time talk to you again soon thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from parenting by the pint be sure to find us on facebook twitter and instagram and make sure that you rate review and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts have a great week and cheers to you all